Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everyone, you're back once again listening to Saturday Draft Live. I am your host, Jack Graham, and I'm joined this week by another quarter of STL, David Hockney. David, how are you doing today? I'm doing grand, Jack. I uh, got a new bed yesterday, so I had the best sleep I've had in years, so I'm feeling very, very bright this morning. Did you break it in? How do you mean break it in? <laughs> Have oh. anyone over or was a wee uh, single siesta last night? Ah, right, got you. <laughs> no. no comment. <laughs> but on to more important news. Uh, get get away from your bed, Dave. I've <laughs> I've worked wonders here. I've I've got in a guess, and quite frankly, it's probably the best guess we could have to break off SDL. It's as it our our current ESSR champion. It is Grant McRobbie. Grant, how are we doing? I'm fantastic, as you know. I'm hanging like a badger right now. So <laughs> <laughs> this I is the most professional. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, but before before we get in, obviously during the week, you're uh, you 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 host East Meets Best with uh, another SDL boy, Scott McLeod. You did the, the G1 preview. Uh, for for those that are listening, maybe don't know much about NJPW and the G1 and what it is, just briefly. Sum it up quickly, if, if you can, for the people to, to get them listening to the, the great show that is East Meets West. Right, folks, listen to it. G1, round-robin tournament, 20 wrestlers, two blocks. Winner of each block goes into the finals and sets up the main event for the Tokyo Dome. The stakes don't get any bigger than that. It's like a supercharged money-in-the-bank briefcase, the one that they've got to defend as well before that shot gets cashed in. There you go. If, you, if, you, if that doesn't... Uh, Tickle your taste buds, I don't know what will. So get again, we'll get us to East Meets West, but we'll, you'll find that on our back catalogue on like Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're on it. Obviously, our socials, our suplex retweet, all of the shop, YouTube channel. You, you know what it is. We've got our website, you know, we're doing we're, we're, we're doing bits left, right and centre. But we're talking about the draft. We're on to it. And Dave, your gal, Charlotte Flair, 11 mm-hmm. points, third place this week. My God, Yeah, very pleased with that. She's starting to... Rack up not just wins, like regular wins on Raw, but also appearance points with Alexa Bliss here and there, particularly when she's now got her new sidekick, Charlie, to help her out. So this is uh, this is particularly what I was hoping for out of my captain. You know, some major title defences on pay-per-views, but she's still going to wrestle every week, you know, against the likes of Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and maybe a few others in between. So hopefully this is a slow accumulation of points with... Uh, some big title wins coming off the back of it, and it seems to be seems to be working so far. So I'm very pleased with this. I uh, grad something something that's always been kind of ever present with Charlotte Flair. She never really has a uh, that long of a of a title range. I think this is this is her chance to actually get that sorted and only get Dave more points. I think the way their division is at the moment and the, the way they're building it, it, it makes sense to give Charlotte at least a few months with it. So I wouldn't be surprised if for Dave's sake that she actually holds the title for the best part of this season and gets him quite a few points. It just seems to be a wee bit different this reign compared to previous ones. 
Yeah, I think for, for, for me, obviously, I've got Alexa Bliss in my team and they're facing, facing each other's extreme rules next weekend. And to be honest, I think Alexa Bliss, uh, in the current state right now, also we've seen Rhea Ripley, Charlotte, Nikki Ash and Charlotte's happened. I, there isn't another viable wrestler to challenge Charlotte right now in the Raw side. So, and I think if anyone was to take it, it would be Alexa Bliss, but it's too soon for that to happen, I think. So I think, mm-hmm. I think more points will be coming your way your way, Dave, with, with Charlotte Flair. And she's my captain too, so fingers crossed. Yeah, and on to, on to uh, our second place wrestler of the week, Scott's captain, Miro Grant, defended his TNT title last night on Rampage against Fuego Del Sol. I believe he had to return some fancy car or something like that that he, that he, that he, that he had. I can't, I can't mind, but I think this, this is another good get for Scott always ex- extending this terrific performance he has he's had considering where he was having to draft from aye that's it like getting Miro's been possibly Scott's best draft choice of them all and it actually puts me and him at this rate on a on a collision course soon because it looks like Sammy Guevara the Spanish god will be going after God's great God's favourite champion next that'll, 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 that'll be that'll be a wee tasty rivalry there but we see Dave that Miro's mm. now second place overall in 36 points aye. and he, he went 14th out of 15th in the first round before so many other people again just what what I get Miro has been yeah I mean for a first round pick as well you know you I think Scott had him as a first round pick last time or no sorry transfer windowed him last time yeah and he scored massive points so if anything you know Miro has essentially been the redeemer for Scott's team and you know picking him first round I think that was a no-brainer considering how far down he was drafted and who was picked ahead of him so definitely a missed opportunity for all those people that drafted before him and now look where he is at the minute you know Miro's uh as you said second highest scorer and he's sitting pretty comfortably in the top 15. Uh, No surprise who's number one here Dave. Mm -hmm. Dave this week is a Ross's boy I believe Ross's captain Big Mm -hmm. E. Yep. 30 points won the WWE title one a tag team match in SmackDown last night appears all over the shop in each show. Thirty points this week, and it takes him to the the number one wrestler overall in the season with forty two points. What a week this is for Biggie. This has been one of the most impressive weeks uh, for scoring that I think Ross in particular has pulled off. Like he he knew Biggie was a valuable commodity as Mister Money in the Bank, and he drafted fourth out of everyone. So I think position-wise, it seemed just about right. And so he took a gamble that Big E was going to cash in this season, and by God, he did. And look at where he's got him now. It's wins left, right, and center, appearances everywhere, and he's scheduled to have a match on Raw with the New Day against the Bloodline. I think things are starting to finally look up for Ross. You know, I know we always sort of uh, jinx or curse him whenever he's doing well and he ends up somewhere sort of in the middle of the bottom half. But this time, I honestly think this time could be different. I think this could be... Ross's chance to finally win one. Uh, 30, 37 points this week. It's it's taken to him at a, a position where arguably he's probably having a nosebleed right now. But we'll we'll go through that. We'll go through that with our, our table, the top fifteen as as this season. Obviously, we are in the biggest season we ever had, the tenth season of the draft. We're competing for that ESSR title, and we'll I'll take you through the standings that it is uh, when I go to my overall tab. So I can see people's teams' names, of course. Mm-hmm. Stacey is unfortunately in last position, twenty-six points. The Nikki Barden Bellas, Ryan Gallagher, twenty-nine points with North Men, South Men, Comrades all. Ryan Douglas, thirteenth, with 
Hire me, Stephen, on 32 points. Unfortunately, his team name has not done well from there. As we see JP one point ahead of him, but go hard or go home with 33 points. Grant, eh, not Grant, Daniel and myself, pretty five for a Paul Heyman guy and two hit wonders, both in 35 points, sitting joint 10th. Grant, you're the second City Saints, so take a look at your team in a wee while. 41 points. With Team Viscera, just one point ahead of you in 42 for Gary Curran and Allen. 45 points for the MVPs, sitting at 7th place. Dave, you're the West End Country Club, just three points ahead of Alan there. 6th position, Team Historic for Sarah, is on 52 points, sitting 5th. Team Goat, maybe maybe not where he's wanting to be with uh, the team he's drafting. Results haven't gone his way in 53 points. The average some more shows, Stephen, 59 points. And we see Ross McLeod, 10 points ahead of him there and 69 points. We've seen how far Diggy. that's taken him up the table. This, <laughs> how far we've seen him taking up the table this week. And still at the top, 71 points, Isaac Daftum, Scott McLeod. On a collision course to try and be the first ever three-time draft winner. And Dave, I know I probably butchered it last time I hosted this show with the Listeners League when I was having to go through the teams. And I'm sorry I probably didn't do it justice, but you're here to bring bring yeah. back the claim to fame that is the Listeners League. Take it away, yeah. man. I will be the redeemer of this Listeners League, much like, uh, much like Big Miro. So... Um, and I tell you what, though, some of these new players are really starting to creep into the top five here. But joint fifth, we have Craig Forsyth and Michael Clottier, both on 61 points. So Craig's team, Mitch Sold Me Avon, uh, he actually has Big E on his team, but uh, he actually has Alexa Bliss as his team captain. So maybe he feels more confident about an Extreme Rules win against Charlotte Flair. But I think he's missed out on some massive Big E points, which... Uh, prevented him from scoring any higher. Whereas Michael's team is called Craig's an ass, funnily enough. So um, Michael has uh, captain CM Punk, just like yourself, Grant, uh, along with uh, a few Moxley wins from the last few weeks is what's keeping him afloat. And his other team members include uh, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter, Nikki Cross and Baron Corbin, and also Zelina Vega, who also appear on SmackDown. So a few points here and there, but nothing major, but at least keeping him on track with Craig. Next, we have Dan Axel Jameson with the CM Drunks. Can I just say, Dan, that is an outstanding name you've got there. Uh, but yeah, his captain is Nikki Cross. Possibly looking maybe for a women's tie title win with super brutality because he also has Rhea Ripley and the Young Bucks as well. Uh, but, you know, Baron Corbin, John Moxley as well on his team. Still, again, a few points here and there. Baron Corbin didn't compete this week, but still made a couple of appearances. So holding firm, two points ahead on 63 points. Next, we have Jamie Hickman on 68 points with the Hollywood Dreams. Now, for Jamie's team... He has captain Becky Lynch. I think that was a no-brainer right from the off. You know, the first drafted person this season, making a lot of appearances. He's got Bianca Belair, Extreme Rules. And to back him up, quite a lot of AEW picks. You've got MJF, Orange Cassidy, and John Moxley, a lot of whom are going to be featured on AEW's Grand Slam show uh, next week. So poss- a potential for a lot of points to be scored here. And, of course, his team, the Lucha Brothers, retained the tag titles on Rampage. So he's been doing pretty well so far. Uh, being knocked out of the top spot this week is Tom Brock. Uh, with ha- Team Hame Sickness on 74 points. Tom, of course, being a, re- a recurring member of the Listeners League, he is Captain CM Punk with the Young Bucks and also Orange Cassidy and John Moxley. Quite a very AEW-heavy team, but to back him up, he's also got Piper Niven and Io Shirai as his female picks, uh, both of whom starting to pick up wins here and there on their respective brands. Uh, but taking the top spot this week with a total of 82 points, 
uh, is Matt Smith and the very appropriately named teamed Booty Woes because his team captain is, of course, Big E, who, as we all know, had the most successful week this entire week, backed up with victories from the likes of Ridge Holland on NXT, uh, John Moxley uh, on Dynamite, uh, beating uh, 2.0 with Eddie Kingston, and he also has the Young Bucks as well. So Matt's looking like he's got a very solid team at the minute, uh, particularly you know, with a high-profile team as the Young Bucks and Big E as his team captain, he could be in a very good position going forward. So that's the Listener's League this week. Back to you, Jack. Now, obviously, Grant, you're our, you are our guest this week. And whenever we have a guest on, we always look and analyse that person's team. So we look at your team, you've got 2.0, your tag team, and four points. Your captain, CM Punk, 24 points. Sammy Guevara, five points. Pete Dunn, seven points. Dakota Kai, zero points. And Zelina Vega, one point. So we'll just ask you a couple of questions. Talk us through your thinking about drafting, how you feel your performance so far, and I'll get right to it. I'll 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 happy come straight away. CM Punk, your captain, twenty-four points. I I doubted I not that I doubted him as a first round pick. I didn't think he should have been taken first round because we didn't know how much he was gonna be wrestling, etc. And I, I did think the name alone would make him draft first round and he's he's doing you well outperforming a lot of the first round picks we're seeing already, granted 24 points. So your your, your pick here's kind of proven proven justice as to why you did take on the first round, hasn't it? Yeah, that's it. Like to, to all the doubters, as I said in the group chat and that get it right, Rungies. Punk, <laughs> Punk has proven it. Like I, I was I honestly I had I had a little bit of a risk. I, th- I was thinking maybe he is only going to wrestle like once a month or something like that. But he's making consistent appearances and he's already got his second match. Sorted. I was like, all right, this is going better than what I could have hoped for. Yeah, right, powerhouse Hobbs at uh, Rampage next week in the Grand Slam, isn't it? Aye, it is the, the two hour spectacular. So he wins that and R six points. Obviously, he'll be on Dynamite and he'll appear a couple of times through there. So, no, I think that uh, I'm, I'm glad to see myself and the others prove wrong, and I'm, I'm happy to eat my hat when it comes to the draft. So, it's a fair play. I'm quite, I'm quite happy. With that. I think another, another person I'll ask you about just uh, before I move on to Dave to ask some questions. I'll talk to you about Dakota Kai. Obviously, it's the fourth round. We're seeing it's the biggest draft we've had this season. You kind of, you had to take two people as your last, like kind of like two picks for like women's competitors because you had CM Punk, Sammy Guevara, and Pete Dunne before that. Obviously, Zelina Vega's got one point. She's not had much luck in our matches, but she has been appearing, which we saw last night after our match. Dakota Kai's been AWOL since the drafts like kind of began here when she lost at takeover to Raquel Gonzalez and she's maybe someone else that's kind of been a bit AWOL as well. Are you, was was Dakota Kai always in your head for someone to take or was it kind of spur of the moment at the point of where you were in the draft that you had to kind of take a female competitor so you're like, oh, uh, Dakota Kai, so I'll take Dakota Kai. Uh, like Dakota was kind of like always in my mind as one, as one of my picks Um I felt that like it was quite hard by the time I was having to make my female picks. I was like, hmm, a lot of the good ones that I would have, would have chosen have already went. And the snake draft, I think, actually makes it harder to draft from the middle than what it does either end. Because you're, you're, you're stuck. You're like someone that's maybe like first round getting the last pick, but then they're getting the first pick the next round. So you're, you're always kind of slap bang in the middle of things. I feel it puts pressure on. No, I think I agree because I was I drafted for the last position, so I, I've I had to draft last the very first round, but I got to draft first second, so I always got to take two picks at a time, pretty much. So I think that benefited, obviously, your, your yourself, 
Stacey, Daniel, JP, you are all kind of like around the middle. So you're having to wait until everyone else made their picks before you could actually go ahead and do it. So no, I think that's I think that's pretty fair. But I think that's the that's the 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 gift and the cost of the stake draft. But uh, Dave, I'll go to you if you want any questions for Grant about his team, his performance, fire ahead. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the only question I had was more around the structure of your team, Grant, because obviously looking at your team, it's mostly sort of AEW heavy. And I know how much you're a fan of AEW and they've got shows like Dynamite and Rampage going forward where their entire roster gets a chance at, you know, showcasing themselves. But I'm curious as to why you went with, um, for your female picks, you went for wwe choices rather than you know say for example like penelope ford on aew or maybe even if you took a gamble at the returning anna j you know what um did you just look to try and cover all bases when it came to your your last two picks yeah when it came to my female picks it was kind of um dakota kai was really a familiar pick um i've, I've chosen her in the draft before if i remember correctly a few seasons back and I was kind of hoping that she would be, I was expecting that she was probably going to lose to Gonzalez, but I was kind of hoping for, like, you should maybe bounce back with something consistent where she's went able. And Zelina Vega just kind of came into my mind because I'd been that busy thinking about getting Malachi Black and I didn't. I was like, oh yeah, his wife, she still wrestles. That's a that's a good shout, that's a good shout. And then I was like, oh, this is went, went horrifically wrong. <laughs> but your tag team though, 2.0, I mean, sure they're getting a lot of exposure on like Rampage and Dynamite, but you they've yet to pick up some big wins. Um, what made you choose them over the likes of, you know, more established tag teams like the Lucha Brothers or uh, maybe even like Darby Allen and Sting? I'll be honest, I, I kind of, from a tag team, I, I, I've never really had a lot of luck with the tag teams and I thought the way they were getting kind of presented at the beginning, I thought, right, they're getting into some big programmes, I'm hoping for some wins and it's just, it's been a, it's been a bad prediction on my part. They're, they're appearing consistently but, the winds have yet to appear to back it up, so I kind of feel that everything's getting invalidated by that. So I'm, I'm hoping things do change for them. Um, maybe they need to just start getting put against other tag teams rather than big names like Moxley and that, who they're trying to keep solid wins on. Yep, fair dues. Uh, that's all the questions I had. And I think with that, usually Saturday Draft Live would would end there, Dave. But you know, I know Grant knows. Grant's the <laughs> champion. I won the draft last season, and that means that the very first point when our two paths cross on ESSR, I need to use my draft opportunity and go for that illustrious eat, sleep, suplex, retweet title. And by God, it's happening right now. Mm-hmm. As the main event of our episode this week, Dave, the power, yeah. as Paddy McGuinness says, is now in your hands. You've got the question. Oh, we've yep. got <laughs> We've got the answers. It's time, Dave. Okay. Take it away, my friend. Yeah. So the following contest is scheduled for one fall. One fall. Thank you. <laughs> and it is for the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet Championship. In this contest, I will ask both panelists a question with a numerical answer. Whoever gives me the closest answer will be declared the winner. If there is a tiebreaker, i.e. both participants send me the same answer then whoever sends their answer in first will determine the tiebreaker. Are you both ready? Aye. As ready as I will be. And Grant, as you said earlier on the week, we're friends before it, we're friends after it, but by God, right now, you're my fucking enemy. (laughs) (laughs) You're going down, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, and it's very appropriate that I'm asking this question here because this week, it's always been about Big E. 
and winning the WWE Championship. But before that, he won the Money in the Bank contract before cashing in on Bobby Lashley. How many days did Big E hold the Money in the Bank contract before cashing in? Oh. Send it to me in Messenger, and whoever comes first will determine a tiebreaker if you both give me the same answer. Nobody's responded yet, so these guys are really thinking about this one. They both want that championship. Uh, that's me saying, I think. Okay, yeah. Jax sent his answer first. Grant, I still need an answer from you. Oh, God. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Uh, God. Uh, right, I'm just getting a messenger to send you the answer now. Come on. That's it, sent. Oh, oh, oh boy. This is interesting because you've both given me the same answer. <laughs> 55. 55. <laughs> yep, we'll say 55. I can reveal that the number of days that Big E held the Money in the Bank contract was 57. But Jack sent his answer first. So therefore, your winner and new (laughs) Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet Champion, Jack Graham. Oh, two-time ESSR champion, two-time draft fight. Uh, The only reason I went 55 because Money in the Bank was the day before my birthday. So I was able to work it, work it out from that in my head. I was like, thank God, I had, I had a reference point to go for. Uh, you just did pure maths. So you know what? I, I, I admire that as a, as a maths person myself. Grant, commiserations. Uh, I mean, you both put in a solid effort there, but how does it feel? Ah, well, it, it was... He got the young the young blood got in faster than me. So well well played to Jack. Uh, I'm, you know I'm just waiting to to get to win that title back, which will probably be like the next AEW pay per view since I've always got the <laughs> shit, shit shit results for the WWE one. So at least I'm not going to lose it in a WWE mm. sweep. <laughs> You've lost it in good fashion. You know I, I I can't think of a better way than losing it to myself, Grant. You know what I mean it's it's a a, a fantastic a fantastic effort. I think that uh, Dave what 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 a great question. And mm-hmm. I, I, have, I am at the top of the, the, the food chain, the top of the humble list. I eat, sleep, suplex, retweet. And will I lose it in the Extreme Room Sweep next weekend? Possibly. But I'm going to make it a torrid time for everyone on the group chat as your champion right now before that point. And as always, this has been Saturday Draft Live. Grant, thank you very much for coming on. And commiserations, but your, your draft performances are doing well right now. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. Uh, you know the dra- the draft that is definitely shaping up to be one well, of well, the most interesting seasons so far. Um, and what a time for us to be fans with all these mad matches that we're getting next week on Dynamite and Rampage. Oh, that's what well, what a great time! And David, yourself and Scott are on next week, so you'll get to talk about the Grand Slam of AEW, and I look forward to Extreme Rules as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It's uh, going to be a second show in a row for me this week, and I'll have the the distinct honour of covering what's going to be an amazing. AEW show in New York City. And I have been Jack Graham, your new Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet Champion. And I'll see you down the road. Goodbye. There now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for Quiz Showdown. 
Hello guys, welcome to Quest Showdown. I'm Daniel Campbell and in this show you're going to see the members of the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet team go through a very strange quiz. We don't know what the heck's going on with it, but you're going to have to watch to find out. Go check out on the YouTube channel now. That was an enthusiastic advert for Quiz Showdown.